Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I'm all right. This was kind of a journey getting this episode going, and I really hope it sounds okay, because I'm sorry, guys, if my audio sounds a bit different than it usually does, but my microphone, I think, just decided to die, and I don't know why, but I couldn't hear a word Laura was saying when using it, so I'm using my laptop microphone. Yeah, it just has been a process to get here. Yeah, Um, it has. Over an hour. Over an hour. So this is how dedicated we are to recording this episode <laughs> this evening. And yeah. we are actually in the same house. We are. recording, And we've just had like failure after failure because before we're like, oh my God, we'll just like record together and we can yeah. look at each other and have a conversation. Uh, nope, that did not work. No. And then we tried to spread ourselves out. That was working better. But yeah. then the microphones decided to, uh, to die. So yeah. Here we are. We've made yeah, it. we made it. But yes, I hope that everything turns out all right, because this is going to be a fun episode tonight. But first of all, let's start off with what we're drinking. What are you having today? Uh, I am having the lovely Don't Worry, Be Happy, which is mm-hmm. a herbal tea that is a blend of chamomile and peppermint. And I believe some licorice as well, which is one of your favorites. There is a little bit of licorice in there. And I'm having the same thing because they're in the same house. <laughs> Very exciting. I love it. I Rachel love it. almost broke out the wine. We were close. I, I did. I did. And with how the last hour went, I'm surprised that we actually didn't break it out. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a close call. Close it was. Call. It was. But today we are going to be diving into the world of professional emails. Are you excited? I'm really excited because, you know, I I write emails every day. I write several every mm-hmm. day, in fact. And I'm always so conscious of, you know, what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. honestly, Rachel, maybe you can relate to this. I feel like I spend so much time crafting emails. Like I yeah. can knock all my other tasks, no problem. But to like write an email, especially if mm-hmm. it's like about something important Oh my God. It doesn't take me half a day, but like sometimes it feels like it does. Oh, I've definitely spent a good three hours on some emails in my day. And, you know, I think that it's tough just writing emails when you are a woman. We are so in our heads about how it sounds. Yes. We're so conscious of like, okay, how how am I coming off? Am I being perceived correctly? Am I being taken serious enough? Am Mm -hmm. I being friendly enough. Like it just goes Mm -hmm. on and on. And then I don't know if you're guilty of this too. I'll write an email. I'll read Mm -hmm. it back and I'll be like, wow, can I spell? Or like, I'm actually, it's not that I'm a bad speller. It's more, I get typing and I'm thinking so fast in my head that I skip words. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens to me. So I always have to go back and be really careful to make sure I put like all the words in the sentence, not just some of them. Mm -hmm. My favorite one for this example is, um, (laughs) Uh, I think was it last week? I think I got yeah. I got an email from Laura as I I can't remember what I was doing, but it was some, we were on a meeting together. You were asking me if something had been done. That's what yes. you were doing. Yes, and you were saying I don't think so. That's what you meant to say. <laughs> I was going for that. You clicked send a bit too soon, and I kid you not, guys. I got an email from Laura saying I don't think. Period. <laughs> So, um, yeah, just, you know, that's a nice uh, illustration of what you were just talking about, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And do I think? Hmm, No, 
Apparently not. <laughs> Clearly, I don't think. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's become a meme in itself in our professional life. Um, feel free to take that if you just like need something to laugh at every so often. But really, what we wanted to focus on today is as women, when we're writing emails, we put so much thought into how we're perceived and that's, you know, hot take when we compare it to our male coworkers' emails. There's a distinct difference in the directness. Yeah, there really is because I feel like women feel like they need to like add a lot of fluff and yeah. like come off as very friendly, you know, because we don't want to be perceived as being like too forward or too aggressive yeah. in our writing where like our male counterparts, they can kind of write something really short and direct and like no one takes offense nine no. times out of 10. Right. But like us women, and it's all in our head. Like I've yeah. never gotten a direct email from a woman and being like, Whoa, like what's yeah. wrong with her? I've never thought that. So it is really ridiculous. And it's just something that we have conjured up in our own minds. Yeah. But that being said, you know, there are sometimes that double standard of how emails are to be written mm -hmm. and um, how they are perceived based on the gender. And we're trying not to get down that road too far today because really all we can do is just focus on ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. what are we trying to say? What message are we trying to deliver? Mm -hmm. And just provide the most clarity for our own situation, you know, like exactly. we can't be trying to go out and change everything right now. We can, we just need to focus on ourselves, especially just when it comes to, to emails. And then that just affects how people perceive you and how you feel about yourself. Exactly. Like really, we just wanted to give some tips just to help us get the messaging that we want out there as opposed to, you know, trying to soften it in every corner. Oh, exactly. And I think Rachel, let's Perfect spot to start for mm -hmm. for this episode. Um, let's talk a little bit about the type of emails we are kind of guilty for writing because we both kind of have a different style. We tend to lean towards, uh, for me in general, like I used to write mundane emails with a lot of fluff because I felt mm -hmm. like they needed to be longer. But mm -hmm. the thing is like who I am as a person, I'm very short and to the point. Like I don't yes. try to embellish very much. I'm not like a person of many words. So my emails naturally are not either, but I always felt like I needed to add more and like have more explanation, mm -hmm. even though something could be really simple, especially if it's like an internal email. So most of the people I communicate via email, I'm in frequent contact with. So like, I don't actually send like a whole lot of very formal mm -hmm. emails. And that's really just by chance. Like I just, I just don't have to very often. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've just kind of let myself be more to the point. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I like to be. Mm -hmm. There are a few words that I'm trying to work out of my vocabulary when I am yep. writing an email. Just is my number one that uh -huh. I have been trying to, to delete. Just and, wanted to follow up. Oh, just checking in. Um, just to <laughs> let you know, I that is something I'm really trying to yeah. because it's, it's just a filler word and it just comes off as defensive and a bit apologetic where like, mm -hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just asking for something, you know, like, so there is no need for a jest. Yeah. I'm pretty much the opposite of you in the length of emails. I can write a novel and I will. And it's <laughs> not given good. the opportunity. You yes. write a novel. 
Yes. And it's not good. I really am trying to work on that because I, I find like I put in a lot of filler cause I want to sound, um, I don't like, I want to put it off that like, you know, I'm positive and fun, which yes. why? Um, well, I mean, I do. Cause like I am in a client service role. So sounding like, you know, excited to be working with the clients and stuff is part of it, but there's only so many times you have to say happy Friday to somebody when it's Friday. Yeah. You don't need to say it in every email. And actually, I think you made a really good point about just comparing our two situations. You know, as Mm -hmm. I mentioned, I do a lot more like back office internal and I talk to like a lot more like B2B as in like, you know, like business to business email where you are way more like B2C where it's that business to client. So automatically your tone of email has to be Mm -hmm. different, right? Like exactly. I'm not going to ask like... Hey, so and so, how's your day? I know, like, we talk every day, but you know, it's, yeah, it's just kind of unnecessary. Like, and and the thing is, like, they don't write me a big, long, fluffy email back in return. Yeah, it's usually just a sentence or two. Yeah, so definitely, and I think um, with that kind of client role, I do find in those cases, like, you know, sometimes using just as a, I just wanted to follow up on this. It's like mm-hmm. you're kind of in a position where you're trying to get information from the client, right? So you don't want to be like, give this to me now. Not that the way that you would write, it sounds like that, but it makes it client friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do need to have a little bit more softness where I find when you're in those like business to business, you can be more direct because like none of us have time to be writing long emails. We're really just trying to get shit done. Yes. So I think my thing is, um, it's not necessarily filler words, though I do have that problem more internally, and I'm trying to work my way out of it, where when it's with clients, I think it's filler sentences. Yes. You know, so for example, I could give the most clear explanation about something as possible. And then I'll be like, just wanted to make sure that all of this made sense, or just want to make sure if you have any questions, and they're like, It was pretty clear. We're good. But I think I feel like in those moments, um, you know, when it's just sentence, 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 and there isn't some fluff in there, like a smiley face or a, what do you think about this? In my perception, I'm like, oh, does this sound kind of like I'm like dictating to the client? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gotten a response back from one before who is like, no, no questions. Your explanation was perfectly clear with a smiley face. And like, it didn't come off as kind of like a slap on the wrist. Like you made me feel dumb. It was just a like, no, you do speak clearly. Like you don't need to add in all this filler that really it just takes too long to read. Well, exactly. And you know, people are just inundated with so many emails, text messages, phone calls, like the, the list of communication goes on and on. Like, unless I'm catching up with a family member that I haven't talked to in like years, yeah. I don't want to read a long email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. I don't want that. I'm like, give me a paragraph. Bullet point is great. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like uh you don't you don't care how my day is going. <laughs> it's fine. You don't no. have to ask. I'm not like upset. I know. And I, I wanna stay on this like does this make sense train? Cause I do this a lot. Yeah. And I think it can kind of be interpreted a few ways. And one way can be like this person won't understand what I'm talking about. But I feel like it comes off differently where it comes off for me like I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like I'm presenting, I'm presenting to the client that, oh, I can't 
form my words in a concise way that I know makes sense to you. I've just written this long email. And then at the end I say, does this make sense? Then they're like, well, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I've understood what you're trying to say to me. Like, Yeah. It's like, you're the one who's giving me this information. Do you understand what you're talking about? <laughs> that's, that's a tough one because I feel like it can be perceived in so many ways. But in the end, I think we just need to work it out of our vocabulary because I feel like it just, either way, whether it's perceived as you're condescending or you don't believe in your own ability, you're creating doubt in the other person's mind about your ability. Yeah. And it's just kind of like at at one end or the other, someone is feeling like an idiot, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's not, not a good way to go about it. No, not at all. Like you want to be coming off on your emails as as confident and and knowing what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And another, I don't even know if this is a filler word, but another one is putting sorry. Yeah. For email. Why are we saying sorry? I know. I always feel like um, when I do this, I'm like, sorry to bother you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. Kinda, that's kind of how I use Mm-hmm. Sorry, like it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I need to get something from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one I, I kind of struggle with sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And like, really, at the fundamental, there is nothing to be sorry about. Like, you're just you're just asking for something, and you know, you can ask for something politely mm-hmm. without adding sorry, because really, what we're using sorry for is excuse me. Yes. Right? Like, like how we would talk face to face. I wouldn't say, sorry, can yep. you do this? I'd say, excuse me, do you have time to do this? You know, like it's just, yeah. um, it's just a different way where we're, we're trying to uh, translate our, our spoken word into a written word. Mm-hmm. And it, we fumble a little bit, especially as Canadians, you know, that's a mm-hmm. stereotype that we say sorry way too often. And it's, mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. Exactly. Because I feel like that is makes a lot of sense for like, the, again, that B2B communication. Yeah. And even with clients that, you know, you've had a longstanding relationship with. But another one that um, on more client facing perspective is the, oh, sorry for the delay here. Right. Which is, you know, sometimes like, yeah, I, I am sorry, like this took way longer than it should have. But I've been trying to reframe it to thank you for your patience. Yes. Because it's still kind of saying, like, I acknowledge that this took longer than it needed to. Mm-hmm. But it's framing it in a positive light. It's not, oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. It's thank you for giving me the time to do this properly. Yeah. And I, I find it's more like an acknowledgement of mm-hmm. the person you're talking mm-hmm. to where, sorry for the delay. I don't know why it gives me the feeling that the focus is on you. Yeah. Not the person you're talking to. I don't know if that makes like crystal clear sense, but it just kind of feels like I'm trying to pass the buck a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, so delay. this and this is happening, right? Like, like I'm not yeah. taking ownership whereby like, thanks for your patience. You're not putting the blame all on yourself, but you're just acknowledging that the person you're speaking to has been waiting and um, you're acknowledging that they have waited. Yeah. Yeah. I like that assessment of it because I think with the sorry for the delay here, it almost shuts that conversation down where it's just like, yeah, I acknowledge I didn't do this, but here you go. 
like it kind of it kind of ends there it's like a consolation prize yeah where with the thanks for your patience like it's positive and it's you know acknowledging the relationship and it's acknowledging the fact that you didn't deliver when this person Mm -hmm. expected to and it's opening the door for them to be like hey yeah that's all right or potentially like hey yeah I really wish that you had gotten this to me sooner is there Mm -hmm. something that we can talk about or something that I can help you with to make sure that you know you help stay on track right it creates room for relationships because it's positive it is positive and then let's kind of stay on the on the being positive track with a lot of people will will kind of start an email off of like I'm not an expert in this or Mm. like hey I don't really know but what they're kind of called is qualifiers. Yep. So instead of saying like, you know, Hey, I'm the expert on this. Here's my opinion. It's like, I'm not an expert on this, but here's my opinion. Like before the person has even read your thought or your opinion or suggestion, they're like, well, this person doesn't know. Why should I, why should I have confidence Mm -hmm. in them? You know, like Mm -hmm. if, if they don't know, I should be seeking advice from someone else. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I use this. I can't recall if I've ever used this before. Like probably joking like to you or friends, I'll say like, yeah, I'm the expert, right? Like I just, I just work here. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't know very much, but I appreciate that you think I do. Yeah. But I I don't think I've ever written that in an email. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know. And I don't really get it too many emails that Mm -hmm. say that, but, um, I know there are people out there that will kind of shut themselves down before they've even started. It kind of ties into that, does this make sense? You're not necessarily using a qualifier with yeah. that, but you're, you're almost like taking yourself down a step yes. and being like, I kind of know what I'm talking about, but just in case I don't, here's my you. scapegoat. Yeah, here's my yeah. scapegoat. I'm not an expert. Yeah. Like I'm going to come out and tell you right away, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like this one is definitely tied to women in particular, because if you think of a job opening, right? Like there's two people who want to put an application in, there's a man and a woman. And the, the common saying is that like a man will look at the qualifiers for the job, match one of them and apply for the job. Exactly. Where a woman will look at the qualifiers for a job, match nine of them, but mm-hmm. doesn't make that tenth one, so she doesn't apply, right? Exactly. So, so I feel like we really do fall victim mm-hmm. as women because we default to that not being as confident if if we don't make all the qualifications. But like, mm-hmm. we don't need to worry about that. Like, you know, you don't you don't have to go out and tell people that you're not the expert. It's all about sounding confident, right? And being yeah. sound in what you're trying to say. Yep, and a good thing too, even going beyond emails here like maybe you're in a meeting where somebody asks you a question and you know you're not confident in the answer if you're not confident in the answer whether it's email or in person on a phone call you can just say I'm going to take this and sit with it for a bit and I'll get back to you as opposed to saying oh I don't know yeah or saying like uh saying I don't know or making a rash decision and then mm-hmm. when you finally do look at all the information you're like ooh i made the wrong choice yes. and then having to go back on your word or have whatever result you were looking for not work out mm-hmm. then it does really shake someone's trust in you yeah because you just said like well 
you said this would work. Like, why Mm -hmm. isn't it it working? And then another one that you can kind of slip in there in terms of email is just ask for feedback. Yes. Like, you know, I'm thinking about this, but like, what are your thoughts? You know, Mm -hmm. do you have any feedback on that? Do you think this is going to work? Then that kind of keeps the communication open and you're not outright saying like, I have no idea, right? Like you're offering your opinion and you know what? That person probably has the same opinion as you or they have a little bit different of viewpoint and they can grow on your opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Like that just makes it so much more collaborative versus being like, I don't know, but here you go. (laughs) Yeah. How do you handle, you know, if you are looking over a colleague's work or, you know, even a client sends something and you notice an error, how do you communicate that back to them? Because that's a really difficult thing to do. And I know for me, I know for me, like I used to be like, oh, like, I mean, I'm not sure, but I don't think this is right. I've kind of rephrased it where, you know, especially I'm still very junior, but I'll say like, oh, I was reading this over and I'm wondering if this should actually be here, or I'm wondering if, you know, we should do the calculation this way, or we should write it this way. So it opens the door for collaboration and it's not combative. But what, what do you think about that? Because it's very tricky. That is. And I feel like we're in different situations here because with your work, it can be a little bit more gray yes. in how to handle a situation. Yes. Where in my work, like I actually do have to do this frequently in my role because I, I have to check things to make mm-hmm. sure it goes in correctly. And mm-hmm. there is only one way, right? Like yes. it's not like there's 10 different ways that this can go in. And so I just, man, I really, now I, now I feel like I need to check myself. I'm like, am I doing this nicely? I, I, I probably lay it out as a situation. Okay. Right. Like, um, you know, Hey, like when it says this, we need to do it this way. Yes. Right. And so often, like with what I do until it happens, you don't know really how to handle it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of, that's kind of how I roll, but yeah, it's just, it's more just laying out like hopefully in a nice manner. Um, cause I'm not like, I'm not trying to be mean. And Mm -hmm. I found in the past when I would find errors, I would just do fix them myself Yeah, because I was just like, Oh, like there's a lot of them and I don't want to confront them about this. Mm -hmm. So I'll just do it. But no, like that's, that's not the point. The point is that they know how to do it correctly. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just kind of got more confident in saying like, Hey, just like, when this situation arises, this is how you handle it. However, when it's this way, you do this instead. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like a building thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's kind of how I handle it. I don't know if that's like <laughs> the best advice, yep. but um, I feel like it's so different when you have something that there's many different solutions versus one that like, this is how it, how it goes. Like it's kind of like a mechanical yeah. solution. Yeah. And I I mean, I think that that's a good perspective too, from somebody who you are teaching people where, you know, in my role, it's more like we're just kind of this conglomerate of people and a bunch of ideas, you know? So it's like, you do have a bit more of a senior perspective and knowledge to pass down to people. So you do have to go through that process. And I think that approaching it from a teaching standpoint makes it positive because then you empower the people who, you know, are learning with you. 
Exactly. Like for me, mm-hmm. I probably say, oh, looks great. But like we just have a few little things to yeah, to correct. That's kind of how I I say it. And mm-hmm. I have various ways of saying like, oh, looks, <laughs> looks awesome. Fantastic. I know sometimes like, oh, like you literally just, you didn't know that that's yeah. how the situation is supposed to be handled. So mm-hmm. like, I can't, like who can get mad at that if you don't know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's more just a learning experience of just like, okay, keep this in your back pocket. When you see this, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how, how we build. And then as time goes on, it mm-hmm. becomes less frequent because now they've built up on all this knowledge of mm-hmm. different situations. Right. And, mm-hmm. and like they do ask, cause I was just like, sorry, I don't want to like bother you. You know, this is in the early days when I first started having to do this mm-hmm. and they're like, no, but like we want to know how to do it correctly. Yes, exactly. Right? So, exactly. Um, yeah. I feel like the person giving the advice has to be confident enough to, to give it. Yeah. And it's, it's nice when the people who you're working with, like they're open to receiving it. Yes. I try not to make it like the be all and end all of like, oh, you made one little error. This is all garbage. You know, like. Exactly. You don't want anyone to be scared to come to you as well. Right. Because mm-hmm. it works just in turn where if they have a question, if they're too scared to ask you. Mm-hmm. That's just a whole other problem that we're not even getting into tonight. I feel like we're like venturing off emails so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I think another good perspective too is from the perspective of, you know, the junior who is reaching out being like, especially reaching out to a superior to be like, hey, you know, I think that something um, is off here. You know, I know that it's really nerve wracking and you don't necessarily want to correct your superiors, especially if you're incorrect, but that also builds trust for you with your senior team because they know that you're thinking about it. You're not just blindly trusting what they're doing. It's like, you're like, oh, but maybe we should do it this way. Or, oh, I noticed this and it's not right. Can we fix it? And then they're like, oh, I trust that when you look at something, you're not just trust, like you're actually like seeing everything that's going on. You're not just trusting it because I did it. Yeah. And I think it just shows a good work ethic in general, right? Yes. Like you're paying attention mm-hmm. at your job. You're looking for those details mm-hmm. and asking questions. You know, like I think it's almost nice when a, a senior person like has a more junior person bring up something that was a mistake or something that could be done better. Cause I think it takes initiative, right? Like mm-hmm. you're showing initiative that you care. Mm-hmm. And you're paying attention to what they're trying to teach you, right? Like, obviously, the information is going in. So I think it's just a good sign if if you are feeling like you need to reach out to someone senior. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, this is getting off topic, but there are work situations and workplaces that you could be totally scared mm-hmm. of the seniority people. But if you're working for a good company, like, there's, there's no animosity just to reach out and say like, Hey, I kind of caught that. Like, what do you think about it? Right. Like nine times out of the time, they're just like, Hey, good catch. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's great. It looks good on you. Yes, it does. Shall we move into exclamation points? Yes. Okay. I love a good exclamation point. Guilty. Let me tell you, let Guilty. me tell you, <laughs> I need to, you know how at the beginning we were like, Oh, every so often I have to read through my email again to like edit it out. Mostly it's just removing the seven exclamation points (laughs) and um, occasionally the one emoji. Why is there an emoji there? I don't know. 
couldn't tell you. I feel like I look like I'm batshit crazy though on the other. <laughs> People are like, is she okay? How much coffee has this girl had? And I'm like, at least four cups. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I personally, like I definitely use exc- exclamation points. Um, I don't, I, well, okay. Depending on the email, I try not to use them in the body of yes. the email too much. Yes. I'm, if, if like I have like my people who I talk to all the time and like we're on a pretty informal basis, I'll be like, hey, you know, exclamation point or hi, so-and-so. I do that. I try not to put them in the, the body and unless we're having a joke, then sometimes I'll do that. I'll throw in an LOL and a haha. But I am, I am a thanks exclamation mark girl. Same. I feel like we've turned a lot of people onto that where we work. (laughs) There's been a noticeable uptake in the thanks exclamation mark. (laughs) Yes. I've also noticed the hope you had a great weekend and it was sunny (laughs) exclamation mark. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, it was sunny, Rachel. We were all there. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to make sure that you liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hope you got outside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't really have an issue with the exclamation marks. I think it just makes the workplace positive because you don't have that aid of body language with emails, especially in this like remote work kind of thing. Like, I mean, we have Zoom, but like, even then you barely have body language cues. Exactly. It's just nice to, even though like it maybe necessarily doesn't need to be there, just starting it off with like, hey, I hope you're having a great day, exclamation mark. It makes you feel good. And I think that that's totally fine. Just maybe don't put one at the end of every sentence because then you look a little crazy, a little, and a little wild. Crazy. Yes. And uh, just on the exclamation marks, like with, with the attitude, I feel like it's changed over the yep. years. Like mm-hmm. in the past few decades when before like emails were almost the equivalent of writing a letter. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they used to be longer, they used to be more formal, Mm -hmm. but as you just said, you know, we're so digital now that like email to me is like a text message. Exactly. Like there's almost no difference, right? Like one Mm -hmm. pops up on the computer, the other one pops up on my phone. So that's where like, I don't care if I get an email with a lot of exclamation marks, like, okay, maybe if you put like five on each (laughs) sentence, I'll be like, okay. (laughs) I'll take notice. I'll take notice. I won't say anything, but I'll probably take notice. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's more just our effort of trying to put personality Mm -hmm. into writing. And it's literally just where our world has gone, right? Like we communicate so differently than how we did even 10 years ago. So I, yeah, I personally don't have it a problem with it. Um, Obviously for like a more professional email, I don't do that. You know, you got to read the room (laughs) of of the email you're trying to to write or respond to. Mm-hmm. But overall, I really don't have a problem either. You know, I kind of leave it at the hello and the, and the goodbye, but depending on who I'm talking to, yeah, I'm going to throw one in the, in the body of the email as well. And then you get the emails that you and I write to each other where it's, hi friend, hey, smiley friend. face, <laughs> smiley face. How is this going? Question mark, exclamation mark. Let me know. Smiley Let face. You know. Thank you. Exclamation mark. It's, it's not that bad, but, you know, I really needed to set the scene. Exactly. And can exactly. we just take a moment to acknowledge that we have a book of gifts that we want approved yes. for office emails? Yeah. You know what? I feel like, you know, as the millennials and Gen Z take over, that's going to be a thing. 
Yeah, I think gifts are going to start popping up in the emails and it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll keep them work approved and probably yep. internal, but so much can be said. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words. Exactly. That's going to be the new email. I mean, that's yep. how we text half the time. <laughs> Honestly, imagine if I just sent like the, you know, the little dog um, in the fire going, this is fine. <laughs> imagine if I just sent that to a client tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that would go over well. No, I don't think so either. But in my heart, I would go out on a high. Yeah. You know? You know? I feel like mine, I have three. I've got that one. And then I have like the monkey sitting on the chair being like, what? Yeah. Um, and then and then also like the cat that's like smiling but crying and having a thumbs up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I also – My go-tos. Yeah. I also have the Harry Potter one from like the Goblet of Fire movie where he goes – no offense, but I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm yeah. just going to keep thinking of some. We, we, so we got to move off the, yes, we, yes, we the do. gifts. One other thing, this is pretty much just internal. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of us who are guilty of it that we don't even actually write an email. We write a message in the, in the subject line. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so guilty of that, but everyone else is too. So it's fine. It's, it's a, that is the email text message. It know? is. We it don't want to waste people's time having to open it. So we just put the question right in the subject. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think that it's a time saver. So I think so too. I appreciate it when it's like that concise. I love it. Yeah. So like, I don't really have anything bad to say about exclamation marks. And I think that we should all continue to use them because the more exclamation marks we use, the closer we're going to get to being allowed to use GIFs and emails. Exactly. So yes. let's move into the long email. Now we already did kind of mm. touch on this a little bit, but the thing is no one has time for long, lengthy, fluffy emails. No, right? No, they don't. Yeah. And this is definitely something that I've been trying to practice, especially when talking to the clients, because I go like a step-by-step detail-by-detail email and it's so long. Mm-hmm that I've been trying to practice like, okay, what's the high level result of the work that I've done? And, you know, what am I exactly trying to communicate? And if they want to know the step-by-step or they want to get more in the thick of it, they will ask. Yeah. I find especially when I'm trying to write emails where like there is a step-by-step of like, okay, you need to do A, B, C. And you write it out so it sounds like a nice letter. But then in my head, I kind of Put, try to put myself in that place and being like, okay, if I were reading this email and mm-hmm. I don't know anything about X, can I follow this and understand it? Right. And yes. I think that's where that clear and concise comes through, mm-hmm. where you really need to go back through your emails and just say, like, okay, is this going to make sense to the audience that this yes. is directed at? Right. Yeah. Or is this like super high level that mm-hmm. anyone can understand it? Or is it super detailed and nitty gritty where Mm -hmm. like only the IT guy is going to understand it because you're talking in code? Yeah. And I mean, is it also so detailed that they won't even get that far because it's too long, didn't read? Sometimes I open an email and I'm like, nope, don't have time for that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, put your most important thing right at the top. (laughs) That's what I'll see. Yeah, but I think you made a really good point there because, you know, sometimes when you're working, I think, again, that B2B situation that you were talking about where you're working with other professionals in your field, 
you can get very kind of technical and straight to the point with them because like, you know that they're on the same wavelength where when it's clients, you don't necessarily know what their knowledge level is. Exactly. It's kind of like talking shop yeah, versus talking to, you know, grade school, right? Exactly. Exactly. You need to understand what do they understand Mm -hmm. and how simplified do Mm -hmm. I need to be in my language? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you might have someone who like knows how to send a rocket to the moon and somebody who can't even fathom that that's a possibility. How detailed can I get without confusing them? But also how detailed should I get so that they don't just shut my email off because it's boring? Exactly. They're going to yeah. be like, oh God, Rachel's emailing again. It's going to be a novel, right? Like, yes. You don't want that. You no. don't want that. And there is an art to writing clear and concise emails. Um, So I have a favorite quote actually that fits this situation perfectly. It's uh, by Blaise Pascal and is, I have only made this letter longer because I didn't have the time to make it shorter. And that's so true because I feel like so many of us, we we can easily ramble on, right? Mm -hmm. In an email. Mm -hmm. And you're just talking about way too much. You're going all over the place. You got so much filler and fluff in there. You know, you probably wrote that faster than you did going back through mm-hmm. and clearing that all out. So it does take time and, and it does take practice as well. The more you practice, the faster you're going to get. But still, making a concise and clear email takes time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, It takes way longer to write one of those emails than it does to just like blab on. Take it back to like, you know, high school and university when, you know, we would write essays. Your first draft of an essay is often pretty long and rambly, run-on sentences everywhere and stuff. And the bulk of the work is actually going back and editing that essay. Yes. And just cleaning it up. Yeah. Like making sure it makes sense and, you know, removing the filler words or using a more impactful word than what's already there. Like judge the situation that you're in and work to understand the person you're communicating with. Yes, exactly. And then Rachel, I have one more thing to get your thoughts on is Mm. using I too much. Huh. Do you consciously make an effort to rewrite a sentence so it doesn't start with I? Yes and no. Again, kind of going to the fact that I'm more client focused, I do do that because I want to create the feeling that we're a team. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, like I'll be writing an email and I'll be like, I hope you're having a good day. I -hmm. wanted to reach out about this because I noticed this. I am going to do this. It sounds very like I'm directing. Right. So sometimes in those situations, I'll replace it and use like, you know, I noticed this and I think we should move forward this way. But I'm curious to know what your thoughts are because like our roles are very different. Yeah. So I always try not to open my email with I. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just, I I must have learned it somewhere Mm -hmm. along the lines where like you don't start it an email with I. It's probably yeah. one of my like communication classes mm-hmm. that I took back in university. So that's where I will start with like, hope you're having a great day and just kind of taking myself a little bit out of it and then putting yeah. the focus more on the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of like, I'm just wondering, you know, I'll say like wondering if this is available, right? Like, mm-hmm. so maybe that's just me being really concise, but also consciously trying not to use I and just. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at. And then like, you know, I, 
obviously have to use I sometimes, right? Like you can't squirt yeah. around uh, the word. But um, yeah, just throughout the whole email, I try to get like a little bit creative so it doesn't seem like I'm the subject of the email. Exactly. And I mean, I think that can go back to like grade school. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I was definitely taught a lot to just like try to reduce the use of the word I when I'm speaking. So I wonder if it's probably something to do with just like those lessons that we were taught Yeah, I feel like maybe it's just this collective learning (laughs) that we've had over like 20 years. Yeah. That we've just kind of built this up. And so that's just, you know, anyone who reads my emails and listening to this, they'll, they'll probably pick up on that when they go back and read my emails. <laughs> they'll be like, Fair. oh, she doesn't start emails with I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and really that's interesting. Why. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad I know that because sometimes I get emails and I'm like, what? I mean, I love it, but it's I not have, I, it's, it's not, not weird. weird. <laughs> it's not weird. I, but I have noticed it. Yeah. Like it's something it's that it is different probably because like I use the word I hope you have a great day way too often. So just try it, Rachel. See if you like it. I will. I'll let you know. And then I will join you on your hill. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I feel like to finish off this episode, let's talk about how do you sign off on an email? Oh, (laughs) that's a tough one. Okay. that, That is what finishes the tone of an email. It's all about how you sign off. Do you want to know the one way to make me feel like you hate me is? What? Thanks. Either comma or period. Okay. 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 So like my little thanks exclamation mark is fine? Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Yes. I love the thanks exclamation mark. It fills me with such joy. But there's some, you know, the comma is kind of okay. I'm like, okay, well, maybe you didn't have time to, Yeah, yeah, commas, I'm cool with commas. We get along just fine. But the period feels intentional. Yeah, it It does. It feels- The end of conversation. (laughs) It is. It's the, do not email me back any questions. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's where I think I like to have my exclamation marks. If I don't have it anywhere else, I have it at the end of the email. Yeah, especially if you're just like asking for a friendly request. Like for me, if it's casual, I do the thanks exclamation Mm -hmm. mark. If I'm like really needing something, I do the thank you exclamation mark. Mm -hmm. A little bit more formal and I don't know them well. It'll be like, thank you, comma. Yep. Um, If it's super formal, best regards. And then if I've started the email with like, oh, thanks, so-and-so mm-hmm. for getting me whatever, mm-hmm. I'll usually end it with best. And I do that too. I, I started using best probably about 10 years ago when I first started doing work emails because it just felt like I saw one person do it. And I don't know, it felt really cool because before I would, I would say like best regards and I just, I just love best. And I feel like some people, and I saw this on an article some people take offense to it. So I'm sorry <laughs> if anyone ever took offense to that because they just said, like, they're like, oh, it sounds so like just cold. And I was just like, I always thought it sounded fun <laughs> and cool. I, like I thought I like it made it. me look cool. <laughs> so I will continue to use best. Yeah. Because um, it just feels fancy free. It, and, it is. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite to use when like I kind of need someone to do something quickly or yes. like I'm asking someone to do something is thank you in advance, exclamation mark. <laughs> like could have just said thank you but I'm like no 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 I need to thank them in advance so that they feel special yes but no I like best I like best I also like all the best 
Oh, if that's, that's, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. If I'm really, if I'm really feeling it, you know, you know what I've never seen is like someone just ending an email with goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> You're like, that's so final. <laughs> it's like, goodbye. Not even bye, just goodbye. That just seems a little weird. A little, like, you know, final. <laughs> goodbye, period. Yeah. One thing you never see, like, I think I, when I first, like when I was younger and would write emails such as like more as a letter, mm-hmm. I used to use sincerely a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then um, no one never uses yours, you know, yours truly. <laughs> yes I it feels like that. almost like I don't know why if we just think it's like a little bit romantic to use yours yours always yours always <laughs> and forever <laughs> don't put that in your business emails it's weird no it is weird I don't think that would resonate well um no. you know something that I don't feel mature or established enough yet to use is thanks but you know thx exclamation mark <laughs> I know who you're referencing for that one. I know, and I hope she listens to this because she'll laugh. <laughs> yes. I don't feel established enough yet for that. Maybe one day. Yeah. I used it once, actually. I think it was today or yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I don't feel grown up enough for this. You're like, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling not authoritative enough for. <laughs> you're like, I'm feeling powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I must have been full of myself. I don't know who I sent it to, but it was probably you. <laughs> I could explore with that. Yes. Well, I'll look back through my email and I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. There is one email sign off that stands out in my mind for like someone I email quite frequently and it's make it a great day. Oh, I love that. It's not even, it's not even have a great day. It's like, make it a great day. It is your responsibility. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. I will make it a great day. I just, I don't know why every, and I, I've seen this email hundreds of times now, Mm -hmm. but it makes me stop and think every time. (laughs) Yeah. See my personal favorite um, email signature is it doesn't have a thanks. It doesn't say their name at the bottom. It's just please ignore typos. This was sent on my iPhone. (laughs) And I'm like, I feel like I need to add that in so that if I ever royally screw up an email, I can just blame it on typos from my iPhone. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. But then again, I also don't feel established enough for that yet where that's acceptable. (laughs) All right. Can I read you some unhinged email sign-offs that I found? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. You're almost done, folks. Thanking you, dearest one, and blessing the hours you have left. Oh, <laughs> oh. like, I'm like, am I gonna die? Oh my god. Okay. Warmly, but not kindly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, okay. Oh, this one okay, this is definitely industry specific. I'm a birth worker and the amount of times I've seen a, a cervix is non-negotiable. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Oh God! I quit. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If anyone cares, comma. <laughs> I feel like I've. Re- I feel like that's for me. Yeah. That one's mine. That's yeah. that's my sign off. <laughs> and then here's what I would put: best fishes, <laughs> and not notice. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Stay tuned. Although that one, I feel like stay tuned. That's a fairly common one. Yeah, I've used that every so often when it's like, a, you're going to follow up later. Yep. Oh, pandemically yours. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We'll do, let's do one more here. <laughs> At a loss for words. <laughs> I also feel like that would come from me. Yeah. That would come from both of us. It would be a joint yeah. email. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that was a very uh, unhinged ending. Thank you for sharing those. Um, no problem. I'm sure yeah. there's there's way better ones out there, but those were fun. I'll have to yes. find some more. Yeah. Anyway, you guys should let us know what your email sign-offs are or what are your quirks when you are writing emails. I feel like it's so personal. We all have our weird style that we just go with. Precisely. And if you could please leave us a five-star review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that would be great. And we just love to hear from you and it really helps out the show. So do you have anything left to say to our lovely listeners tonight, Laura? I think the last thing to say is if you like this episode, definitely check out our other episodes. We have over 50 of them for you to listen and download and enjoy. And also make sure you share them with friends, family, coworkers, and anyone else you think would like to hear what we got to say. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.